0: And it's when all those parts of the project work together is when you create something really really special yeah absolutely it's when you have a director who wants to be a director a dp who wants to work with cameras and a pd who wants to make sets yeah. that's when you get something that everybody
1: can work together on make something truly good my name is west gibbons and welcome back to the tungsten originals podcast You just heard part of my conversation with Reese Ketter, the production designer for my senior thesis film, Blueberries. We discussed how he fell in love with production design, the challenges with designing a set that's hours away, and his thoughts on how production designers are a huge asset to your film. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Episode 55 of the Tungsten Originals Podcast. Reese welcome to the podcast hello West how's it going it's going great good I'm glad this is midterm week it is midterm week I appreciate you coming on midterm week <laughs> it's it's been a it's, it's mid... been, a, been a week that's for sure <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, Reese you're the production designer for my senior thesis film blueberries and we're gonna get into that later but before we dive into that world I want to talk about you and how you ended up in this chair right in front of me so where are you from, Reese?
0: I was born in North Carolina, but okay. my family moved around quite a bit, but okay. we settled most of my childhood in Richmond,
1: Virginia. Right. Okay. So I want to figure out how like art got introduced to your life. Is your family very creative? Are you like the sole artist?
0: Both my parents work in business. Okay. My uh, <laughs> sister is in medical school and I'm at art school. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I was the uh, only artist of the
1: family growing up. Yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> Just you? <laughs> yeah. 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 So when did you start paying attention to movies? So
0: I always growing up, I had a love for film and television. Yeah. I used to sit in front of the TV like every other kid and watch cartoons morning, <laughs> day and night. Right. But I always found myself not necessarily attracted to the story or the way... The characters were speaking but more of the world that the characters lived in okay i really found myself fascinated with the worlds and the costumes and the different mm. places film
1: and television can take you right so was there a show or a movie early on that like really sticks out to you when you think back to that i love scooby-doo yeah <laughs> I, All right. I we talked about that absolutely
0: this <laughs> love scooby-doo <laughs> the original cartoon was such a huge part of my child growing up yeah and i found myself in love with like these creepy cool worlds where every week <laughs> a new episode is like a new villain and a new right area to explore. And it
1: felt very comforting. Right. Knowing that the gang would take me somewhere new. Mm, okay. So when did you start like making your own versions of these worlds? I would say probably about high school. Um okay. I did a lot of things in
0: high school period. Uh, right. Among those, I of course worked on all our stage shows at school, mm-hmm. um, where I'd be in charge of designing all the different sets. For five years, I actually did a haunted house as well. Oh wow! Uh, like designing it.
1: Mm-hmm, you have, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! You did yeah. your own haunted house?
0: I had a haunted house for that five is years. So cool! I did. Me, whoa. my dad, and all my friends used to get together, and it was like an entire like experience. It was a month and a half before Halloween that we would whoa. work on this. Um, yeah.
1: Totally. This is so cool. I mean, I've, I, <laughs> I I just took that as you meaning like you worked at a haunted house. No, I mean it was it was my house. Right. Like we and would it was... <laughs> like my my parents' garage.
0: We would empty it, build walls, build Whoa. sets, build like elaborate scenes. Yeah. Throw all my friends in it and costume and makeup, and then every Halloween we'd have like five, six
1: hundred people come through. Check it out. Whoa, that is so cool. So like when you're working on the stage productions and like building your haunted house. Is any part, I mean, maybe it's maybe you're too young to like think this far into the future, but is any part of you like, I want to do this forever? Or is it just a fun thing to do? Oh, no, I always know. Yeah. Okay. When I was in
0: high school, I was like, oh, I just can't wait till the day is over so I can go like build my set like backstage. Wow. Like I would often find myself sneaking out of class to just like hang out in the theater or go down (laughs) to the art rooms and chill and maybe build something, maybe sculpt something, paint
1: something. I don't know. So did that translate to like film industry building sets? I, or were you just wanting to do it in any capacity?
0: I like theater um, okay. Theater is not my love My love lies <laughs> okay. in the screen. Yeah, um the difference between film and theater and production design while not huge is there um, right can you dive the, into some of those differences yeah of course definitely the main difference is the sense of control you have right when you're working in a theater space the audience can see it from all different perspectives mm-hmm. when you're working in film you get to choose the perspective the audience sees you get to choose where the camera goes and you can also choose how close or how far away the camera mm-hmm. can be from your subject when you're right. exploring a space on film you can have the camera go all the way up look at a sign see all the great details some artists put into it see all the great brickwork, laywork like scenic painting Anything that we did can be translated to such a greater degree on film and television than necessarily theater. However, theater also provides the opportunities of being a live performance. Things change. Things can go all sorts of different directions. Every person who views it can have a different experience
1: based on the way they watch it, which makes theater so special. Right, right. I just prefer film. Mm -hmm. When was the first time you did production design for a film? Or like, like on the screen, I guess. Hmm.
0: I don't really know. <laughs> I would say I've always kind of worked around film. Mm-hmm. Um, Whether it was like student films, I would usually help out either making like prop fabrication or like helping mm-hmm. out with costumes. Right. Um, Early on, I would say in freshman year of college, I got the chance to... Work on some student films where I got to like actually go on set, decorate yeah. out some uh, spaces, which is really really cool. So that was like once you were already at SCAD,
1: mm-hmm. okay. Gotcha. wasn't a lot of Wasn't a lot of filmmaking back home, right? <laughs> no, I totally we didn't have a, a big local film industry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that 100. percent. So, um, when you get to your senior year of high school, did you like know you wanted to go to a film school or just like an art school for your whole high school career? So,
0: I was a rising star kid. Uh, Shout out to all the rising star kids at SCAD. (laughs) Um, I came the summer before my senior year, Mm -hmm. um, and I went to come and study production design. Okay. Because I knew. Yeah. I always knew. That that was a field I wanted to go into and SCAD was one of the few schools that actually had a major specific for it Right. Um with yeah, a few other rare. exceptions kind of being in like the NYC area hmm which is great. But New York City is very very expensive That's what I've heard more expensive than <laughs> SCAD if you could believe it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I Wanted to go to like NYU Pace, but right. unfortunately it just came down to the money.
1: Yeah, um, but I'm i am so happy ending up here. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I have a friend that is a dramatic writer or was a dramatic writing major at NYU or something like that. And he said that it's like just super duper competitive, mm-hmm. which I can see the benefits of that. But I feel like SCAD is collaborative. For me personally, it wasn't as
0: The sense of competitiveness at NYU wasn't something that scared me. I got into the program. Mm. It honestly just came down to the fact that NYU does not give scholarship. Yeah, and it's like
1: eighty a year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) I call that lottery money. It really is. (laughs) So um, you get to Scad, and are you just—is your world just blown open by the access of like? It was what you have. It was definitely
0: slow at first, but once like I found like where all the film was. It was
1: nonstop from right, there,
0: right? There's so many different films going on at once that there's just mm-hmm. such a need for production design. It's crazy
1: yeah, so I know how the film program works, but like What is your you know film 100 is the first thing first film class we take in in the fall of freshman year? What is your like PD 100? So we also have to take film 100. Which oh, really? is very very cool. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah But we have a
0: kind of production design 100 where we go through like the three fundamentals um, which are usually broken up into scenic costume and lighting. Um, and we get to do a little bit of each,
1: kind of dip our toes in each and see which direction we kind of like going in. It's inter- I mean costume and scene makes sense to me, but uh, right before we were uh, recording, you were talking about the sliding class that you were working on a project in. Um, I am taught that the gaffer does all the lighting or the DP tells the gaffer what to do and the gaffer is in charge of all the lighting. But what influence does a production designer have over lighting?
0: Uh, so our program our lighting classes are more geared towards theatrical lighting. Okay So all the lighting we learn is more for a theatrical space or um, we're learning like light light plots for like an auditorium We're learning how to control on like a lighting board and yeah. Program to like a live show or something like that so we could work in a live environment at the same time We are also studying like the way light is used mm. in all sorts of medium because it Definitely can apply to film and television as well mm-hmm. because we spend a lot of time breaking down the different ways Light is used to like reveal things, to hide things, right. to influence emotion through color, and all these things we talk about a lot in our classes because those kind of fall into our um, field as well because we try to look at the visual appearance of everything in the whole, and that's
1: really broken up between those three things because your costumes and set will only look as good as the way they're lit. Right. Absolutely. So we're kind of diving into like the, the nitty-gritty production design, so uh, I want to jump back and If you could just explain like the role of of a production designer both in film and TV and in the theater world because I've had a production designer on before but not like a That production designer was a film major who also did PD stuff Um, But you're the first like actual production design major who's going through the SCAD Mm -hmm. PD process and is getting like the formal training in it Yeah Yeah, could you just dive into that of course so at the heart of it production design is about the visual appearance of
0: either a film television show or theatrical show um it's the way the story unfolds um in a visual sense could be from anything from like costume set design prop design lighting design it really extends to literally anything you see It's
1: often kind of one of those overlooked roles, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean we um, We went to Mississippi this weekend, which we'll talk about later, but we talked a lot about how I mean at SCAD like we're just not That meshing of the film majors and the production design majors is not as good as it should be And so Mm -hmm. we're not fully taught about when we should bring y'all in and stuff like that That's beginning to change But I would definitely say the production designer is
0: probably the second person you want Um, once you got your writer-director the next person you want to bring in is your production designer, even like in the story making process, right? Because while the writer director is thinking about the actual words on the page, mm-hmm. the production designer is going to think about how those words and how that story is being played out visually and where our ideas lie is more like how would this story read to somebody if they're watching it without audio and making sure mm-hmm. that there's enough there that the audience could still be engaged and still follow
1: along without having the word or dialogue. Wow. Okay. So what, can you think of any examples of films that do a really good job at that? I would argue that most film out there, you probably could make it through. Yeah.
0: Um. I would say the stories are usually better if they're a little less convoluted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But I would say most films are usually up to par these days mm-hmm. with just making sure the worlds are fully realized. I would say currently 1917 is a great example. Yeah. Granted, it doesn't really have much of a story, but right. the, uh, the production design is so strong there right where it doesn't matter because you're so visually entertained yeah. while watching it And those are the kind of movies that I like I really yeah. really cannot stand watching old crime movies or <laughs> Some war movies. I'm sorry. Yeah, I really I really no, can't that's do totally it
1: fair if it's not if it's not visually there I I can't oh, yeah, and I, I think I think people can you know the layman audience member could see a movie and think it's kind of boring, but they don't know it's because the PD mm-hmm. is lacking. I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, 1917 is like a one sentence story. It's yeah. super, super basic. It would not be what it is without the production design. Yeah. You know? The whole point of production
0: design is to heighten yeah. a story. It's mm-hmm. to bring about imagery, things mm-hmm. that like the director doesn't necessarily think about when they're writing the script. Right. Um, it allows for like symbolism. It also allows for different story mm-hmm. moments that might not initially be thought of. The production designer might have an idea of something that would really visually help the story that might be better worked into a script later on just because they're thinking about that, just because they're thinking yeah. about constantly the way that the camera is moving through the space and making sure that the story flows in an efficient way. Yeah. One of the things I like to try to do is fit as much like foreshadowing and illusion through set deck um, because there's so much space
1: to fill with stuff yeah. It helps if that stuff can support your story in any way or possible. Yeah. And I think production design is one of those things that like, I mean, you know, you go to YouTube and you look up all these videos and it's like how to get the film look mm-hmm. and everyone's talking about cameras and yes. shallow depth of field and <laughs> just the really basic stuff, you yeah. know, which you can learn in a day. But you watch a student film and you look at a classroom and it's empty. Mm-hmm. That immediately sets separates you from a professional film. Totally. You know, like it's one of those things where if you don't notice it, you're doing great. Similar yeah. to like sound design. I would argue to say that
0: you want to notice it. You yeah, You want that's fair. to be able to pause the film, look at it and mm-hmm. be like, wow, that's an amazing composition.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You could pause the film and be like, wow, that is art right there. I'd right. print that out, hang it up because that's beautiful. It's so, so important that not only a production designer is there before, but also while like the director of photography is there as well. Because they should be right next to them looking into that camera, being like, all right, we need to play around with a little bit more foreground background stuff. We need to place the hierarchy in the scene to make sure that the eyes go straight to the, uh, the actor or the character um, in the scene and then allows for the eye to sort of explore the space around them. Um, you never want the production design to take away from the story. You always just want it to heighten what's going on there. But also allow for some extra moments that you wouldn't necessarily have without it. It's always great to have shots of
1: just scenic because it allows right. your audience to like really live in the world with your yeah. characters. Yeah. So whenever you were taking uh film one hundred, was that I assume that was freshman year. You yes. had to take that. So uh like what did you do on your film one hundred project? What was your role?
0: Um, we were just part of a little film team. Yeah. There wasn't really any assigned roles. Yeah, yeah. Um at that point, production design is Mentioned, <laughs> it is a it is a word in the yeah. wind. Yeah, That's a where good way to put it. yeah, all the film students hear brief mumblings of it, yeah. but never actually fully learn what it is. So you know, film one hundred projects go. Oh yeah, They're, uh, they're
1: nothing too special, <laughs> right? Was there ever any part of you? So I'm I'm in directing the narrative right now, and um, my professor Jesse has told us several times, like, if the director dies, the person who's going to take over is the production designer. A lot of people assume it's the DP, but the production designer is in charge of, like you said, everything Mm -hmm. that is on the screen. So they are the natural progression for that hierarchy of who who would take over. Was there ever a part of you that, like, you always loved production design, but did you ever think, I want to go up one more and be in control of the cameras, how it's shot, and stuff like that? I mean, obviously you have that influence, Um... but... I do not care what really? comes out of the actors mouths <laughs> I don't
0: care <laughs> yeah I, I can't write I can I would I love helping on story yeah. I can't write yeah. um, I don't care about directing the actors hmm. it's not something I really ever want to spend my time doing right I know where my skills lie and I definitely think you are right when you say that the production designer should be the second in charge the person who would take over Um, And that's solely because the production designer, I believe, has as great of an understanding of the script and the story as the director would. Because they're spending all of their time dissecting it, understanding it, and then building off of it. So when I approach a project, it's always kind of from that lens. And as I'm reading a script, I'm not necessarily thinking about the camera movements because I know that comes later down the road. Mm -hmm. I know somebody else who loves cameras, who loves lenses, who (laughs) wants to do that all day. We'll be more than happy to bring some stellar ideas to that part of the project and it's when all those parts of the project work together is when you create something really really special yeah absolutely it's when you have a director who wants to be a director a dp who wants to work with cameras mm-hmm. and a pd who wants to make sets yeah. that's when you get something that everybody can work together on mm-hmm. make something truly good
1: yeah absolutely it's like the the sum of all its parts are better than mm-hmm. they are individually so there may be people listening to this who have like who are just beginning to enter their film career or working on their first movie and stuff. What advice do you have for them to make their scripts something that a d- production designer wants to work on? Of course, story is huge. If you don't like the story, you're mm-hmm. not going to work on the film. But like how can they add in that language that is descriptive to show that that is something that they've thought about? Um
0: I would say the one thing you do is be very open minded when you produce mm-hmm. when you approach a production designer for a project. I would definitely say that one of the first things you want to do is kind of meet with them. Yeah, and spend a while talking about the project mm-hmm. because having that first meeting and making sure that you can establish that you guys are both there to create the same story, mm-hmm. you have that vision together, and you're willing to work together, give a little bit on both sides to create something right in the middle. That's when you're gonna have a team that works out really really well. Instead of approaching a production designer saying, "Hey," I need you for this project. This is what it is. I need you to fill out this part of the project. Having that open dialogue is really, really uh, helpful. Yeah. Because I, as a production designer, want to learn from the director what they want, but I also
1: think I have stuff to offer them Hundred that can help make their story better. Yeah. And I think that goes to most any role. Mm-hmm. You know, you should never just treat them as like pawns in a chess game. Of like course. You, you put here, you do this. I would say being...
0: The head of production design though being the lead production designer is a very different job than what Mm -hmm. people expect it to be It's not necessarily Me drawing making Building and then delivering right? it's a lot more management than you'd expect because Mm -hmm. The production designer working with the art director has to manage a team of artists take all of their best ideas Combine them for a unified vision. Yeah, so it's one person with an idea that has to seek out other people your other production designers, your set decorators, your fabricators, your props people, your costumes people, all those mm-hmm. people who work under them in the art department to then meet up to the production designer who's got that unified vision, pick out the best parts of everybody's idea, and then deliver those best ideas to your director to make your movie.
1: So it's the so the hierarchy is it goes production designer and then below that is art director.
0: Yep, the art director is in many ways the second of the production designer Depending on what level you're working on the sort of jobs the art director takes changes Like bigger level projects have very different roles for an art director Mm -hmm. versus something that you'd find like a student film, right? But it's definitely more Management maybe some more drafting kind of stuff Mm -hmm. as opposed to the overall
1: like vision, right? Right, so um, as you've been uh, a production designer at SCAD for two years now, right? yeah two years now um how has your approach to doing production design for any kind of project evolved whether it be theater or film or whatever i would say over the years i've
0: definitely learned to be a lot more organized about (laughs) it yeah it's not quite as easy as it used to be (laughs) um working on the haunted houses one of my favorite things to do was Go dumpster diving. <laughs> right. Um, Find stuff and figure out how to make this into what I wanted to. Yeah, uh, It used to be stealing wooden pallets from construction sites or looking through like big dumpsters for these <laughs> crazy like plastic sheets. And yeah. I was like, of course we can use that. That makes <laughs> sense. Um, In many ways, it stays the same. Yeah. Just last night, I was dumpster diving for another film <laughs> I'm working on. Yeah. Except now I have spreadsheets and emails and many, many documents breaking down everything that's going on just because the scale increases right. so, so much. The only way to keep up with it is to be that organized and stay with mm-hmm. it. Um, and that's one thing that I've definitely had to learn over the years. Right. Uh, I'm not a fan of using spreadsheets, but if I don't love them, then what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. I've grown to love them. Yeah. My life
1: lives on Excel. <laughs> exactly. Shout out to the Google Suite is just The Google Suite, the backbone of all student film production I wish I could organize my entire life into a Google I folder. Know. I know, me too. Just like thoughts and fears and it stuff folders, like that. of folders of folders of folders of <laughs> spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um that idea of being able to look at a singular object like a piece of wood in a dumpster and you can immediately think this can be this on whatever project I'm working on. Like this fits into this i this uh, set that I'm building. Is that an innate skill? Because that's just, I mean, what a incredible skill I feel like to me to it, be able to see the parts and to imagine how they fit into the whole. Um, you could call it a skill. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I it don't is. know. I don't know if maybe you. Don't I, think I don't know about if professional
0: dumpster diving would be called like <laughs> a skill
1: on but your linkedin. It, we could call it that. Yeah. It, it
0: makes it makes me feel better. Okay, good. I'll endorse you for that skill on LinkedIn. I love one of my favorite things to do is found object production design. Hmm. Um either finding stuff or making stuff really cheap. That's kind of my specialty. Mm-hmm. I have always kind of had to work with a zero budget or really, right. really 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 small budget. Yeah. Meaning that most of the stuff I prefer to use can come from like the dollar store. Right. I am a professional in making sci-fi futuristic stuff out of like dollar store tupperware (laughs) it is you've had to
1: do that a lot now
0: i have worked on way way too many sci-fi things over the years (laughs) yeah um i've built two car facades whoa yeah wow yeah one of them had to move (laughs) dang Mm -hmm. it was not not very fun yeah um but it's the kind of random things you learn about Mm -hmm. like taking apart a golf cart and building like a chassis to go over it just so you can have like a faux car move on stage or finding um wooden pallets structuring them to build cheap walls then covering them with paper tearing away so it looks like exposed wood it's like all these crazy things that you would never quite think of yeah that i feel like i have to really focus on Mm -hmm. in order to deliver something at like what's usually asked of me Yeah, yeah, Um, and that's a skill that I feel like I've had to develop over the past Mm. like five ten years Especially working in high school with no money being kids and then
1: a college kid still no money (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't change. It doesn't change much Um, Okay, so what are some of those things that whenever people are giving you budgets and don't? Aren't production designers and don't Mm -hmm. work in that world. What are some of the things that they should think about like? Here's what we need money for
0: I would say the most important thing is your people like Mm -hmm. without a doubt you're only as strong as your team yeah and it's so so important to support your artists working on stuff because they're the ones who are gonna make it happen it's not necessarily what they buy it's what they do with it right because everything in the production design world isn't store-bought it has Mm -hmm. to be lived in Mm -hmm. every layer that you put into a film or television show or theatrical performance it's important that not only it fits the world that you're trying to build, but it also fits the characters, fits that exact moment that everything's happening in. It's not simply just buying a couch for this. It's buying a couch, maybe putting a tear because our character is clumsy, or maybe Mm. trashing it a little bit because they don't necessarily have all the great resources to afford something brand new. It's that little extra steps that nobody would initially think of, Mm that makes your production design team so, so important. It's because they are constantly looking out for that sort of things, making sure your world is
1: fully, fully realized. hmm It's your man hours that are important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's one of those departments where it's just a ton of manual labor. <laughs> it is. It's very different, the
0: art department versus any other department yeah. timing-wise, because mm-hmm. your art department is working on stuff for Weeks if not months before your production actually hits the ground running. Yeah, and they have to make sure that they have everything good to go So that the other members of the team can come on finish the project so they can wrap
1: out and be done Right. I mean that basically is your production because mm-hmm. like I mean uh, Camera department obviously there's planning and pre-production, but like when they're on set that's when they're like doing their jobs yeah. I feel like the bulk of uh, for pre-production. That's like the bulk of y'all's stuff. Yes so for the production design team
0: especially that's their production period is during right. that pre-production phase, getting yeah. everything set, and then once production actually starts, that role is kind of shifted more to just your production designer to hmm. make sure that they're overlooking things, making sure everything's the way it should be. Right. So as you... the cameras are getting rolled.
1: Okay. Right. So do you prefer the building period or the being on set period?
0: I love having an art team. Yeah. I have always loved having people work for me, um <laughs> make my visions come true but also to kind of be there to lead i really Mm -hmm. love seeing the ideas people come up with and letting um different members of the team have opportunities Mm -hmm. um that's one thing i always strive for is giving each person on my team a chance to show what they can do Um, Mm -hmm. whether it's like giving them a key piece of set deck or a key prop piece or putting them in charge of an entire department whether that be like costumes props Mm -hmm. uh set dressing it's stuff like that where I feel that there are still opportunities for everybody in the art department to deliver something on their own as well while Mm -hmm. still all being under one great vision.
1: Right, giving their own little touch to it. Exactly. So is there one branch of production design that you, like if you had to work in costumes or props or set or whatever, which one would you choose?
0: That's a really tough set. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like where I should end up is as a leader. I mm-hmm. wholeheartedly believe yeah. my talents best suit working above a team. Yeah, I agree. And unifying a vision
1: mm-hmm.
0: and bringing all the best bits together. But I love, love designing uh, scenic mm-hmm. and I love designing costume. I would never want to do costume though for any period pieces. The kind of costume oh, yeah. I would like to do would be like designing space suits or superhero suits or something just fun or goofy. Yeah. Um, I always like to have fun with my work. Yeah, especially.
1: What has been like the biggest production design uh, challenge that you feel like you really, really overcame throughout your career? I've had to make a lot of really
0: weird things, <laughs>
1: like a lot. Um, <laughs> what a great sentence!
0: I had to learn how to sew, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, for a costume I did I had to sew a like Civil war style jacket which I was turning into a spaceman suit which had like a jetpack and a helmet <laughs> and boots. it was cool. Wow it was really cool yeah but that was oh I think I, I think I literally I sewed through my thumb oh during gosh. that project oh no um building of the car yeah was not fun. <laughs> That was not not a fun project to do yeah um, I did a production of Frankenstein where I was in charge of the lifting table um, oh boy my my role was figuring out a pulley system to raise a body like 20 <sighs> feet in the air and lower back down and then have a switch out between our body double and then our actual actor Gosh. um that was a challenge yeah I'm sure especially I was like 16 <laughs> I was wow. like who's letting this 16 year old like <laughs> hang stuff in the ceiling yeah. and raise like a 30 like 30 pounds table?" Yeah, I can keep going. I'm I did sure. a fortune tellers table once mm. um for the haunted house where mm. It was a cool gag it had um, the fortune teller sitting at her table and then her table was on wheels mm. So she could like move throughout the space and kind of like chase the people going through the haunted house um my dad and i did this ceiling one time that lowered with spikes that was really oh, really wow. fun on um, in a room that they like people walking through the house were trapped in mm. and then like a little uh gate would pop out of the back
1: yeah there's been a lot of weird stuff that i have made yeah that's so um, interesting because i feel like it's so cool that you made a uh haunted house on your own because i feel like of course, there's the idea of just making cool, scary things like mm-hmm. the spikes and the fortune teller, like that's the obvious part of that. But what I think is telling about that is that like you are thinking about how to guide people through this haunted house. Like the spikes come down, the gate opens, you're planning like how the audience is gonna experience that story. So I just think it's so interesting that now you're basically doing the same thing, but like in a two dimensional space. Trust me, if I could go
0: work at Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights, I would. Be. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I would. I would drop everything and
1: do that. <laughs> I'm sure. If I could make that the rest of my life, I'd be there. <laughs> well, I if I meet anyone from there, I'll let them know. We'll see. I'll send them this podcast. We will. We will see. Yeah, Who absolutely. <laughs> so I want to talk about blueberries because you are the yes. production designer. For those who don't know, Blueberries is my senior thesis film, and the Indiegogo campaign for it is live right now. You can go check the link in the description and help us make this a reality. Um, knowing what Blueberries is about, what made you interested in working on the project? So, you and I talked about Blueberries quite a while ago. Yeah. Um, and
0: the, that was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> and the one thing that I really appreciated is that this... Story isn't just yours. It's one that I share as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that is very, very close to me and my own family mm-hmm. um, and something that we still deal with. Right. So it's been very interesting to bring kind of my own perspective to it mm-hmm. and my own personal experiences and hopefully make it better. I love right. working on projects that I can connect to. Right. That's very, very important to me is making sure that I can bring something to it. Right. Making sure that there's at least something in there. That either I can connect or I have an idea about that I want to do. So reading the script, I was like, yeah, of course. This is something (laughs) that I know really, really well. I saw myself in the script. I saw my family in Mm -hmm. the script.
1: And I was like, I can
0: do something with this. Mm -hmm. I know that there's something in there that I can bring to the table.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you showed that this weekend. I guess I should, for those who haven't listened to the podcast where we talk about blueberries. Blueberries is about a family Uh, Dealing with the grandmother's Alzheimer's a mother and a son dealing with the grandmother's Alzheimer's um We went to Mississippi this weekend to like do a tech scout check out the locations and stuff like that and We basically encountered a problem. Can you explain what this problem was that we? (laughs) encountered (laughs) so a lot our our script relied on Blueberries of Mm -hmm. course uh,
0: blueberry plants making sure they were in full bloom however Upon arriving to the blueberry farm. They are very, um, very much not. <laughs> they were very, very brown and yeah. brittle. And sticky. And sad. <laughs> so, um, we are planning to shoot in a month. However, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we do not believe the blueberries will be ready by then.
1: Yeah. At the very least, I'll just have like a couple leaves on them.
0: Meaning, we have a problem. Yeah. That
1: needed a solution. Yeah. And then we figured it out. I did. We figured it out and I'm excited I don't want to necessarily spoil it but it was so great to have our whole team there because previously I mean let's see myself Haley and Reagan and I my co-producers and I went and did like a location scout at the end of last quarter um, so they knew everything but or they knew like what the locations looked like mm-hmm. but you know you didn't know about it the the DP didn't know what they looked like the first AD didn't know so um do you feel a lot more confident just knowing what the sets look like what the locations look absolutely. like? absolutely yeah um i think it was so important for us to all
0: go together because not only that i feel closer to each of you as people absolutely. as well absolutely um where now i feel comfortable if making like talking about the project in a way mm-hmm. um where i feel free to kind of critique and make yeah the film as best as i can be because i n- i know this film can be great and i think we have a really really strong team to do it and i think if all the pieces work together in the right way we're going to make something awesome yeah oh absolutely and this weekend our kind of brainstorming session was Mm -hmm. evidence that there's something there that's going to work yeah that together we will make something
1: yeah and it showed that like we all want the best for the project Mm -hmm. and can put aside our egos and just be like, let's figure it out. What's the yeah, best thing? At the
0: root of any project, it's important to make sure everybody wants the best thing mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. To make sure that you're all aware of what the vision is while still trying to figure out what the best way to achieve it.
1: Right. Which, what, like, that is just the eternal issue, maybe not issue, but like the eternal catch-22 about filmmaking is that you have a ton of people working on it. Mm-hmm. But they're all working towards one thing, but everyone has their own different interpretations of one thing. So it was just nice to see that, like, we're all on the same path. Yes. You know, and I feel much more confident just as a project as a whole after going with this weekend. You had never been to Mississippi before. I had not. (laughs) And it was very funny to watch you (laughs) and Taylor and Paige experience Mississippi for the first time because it's a very weird place. It As you learned.
0: It very much is.
1: So what was that like? So
0: I have only really been on the East Coast and mm-hmm. a little bit of the West Coast. Um, my family travels quite a bit, but never, never in Mississippi. <laughs> it's not necessarily a tourist destination. Um, the heartland of the nation is yeah. one area that I have yet to really explore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we described it as enlightening.
1: Yes. Y'all did say that. Therapeutic.
0: It's a very nice way to put it. Um very different cultures out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, but one of my favorite things is going and experiencing yeah. different cultures, different places. Uh, one of my favorite parts was just like talking to some of the locals there mm-hmm. uh, who called us out very, very quickly for not being around there. Um, <laughs> it's
1: glaringly obvious.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was amazed that the only store was a Walmart. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Pretty much. I like literally the town I grew up in is like the grocery store capital of the East Coast. Oh, really? (laughs) Like we're like literally one of the only places
1: on the East Coast that has both Wegmans and Publix. Oh, wow. Because we're right in the middle. I don't think, I feel like a Publix, you might have to drop like an hour to get to a Publix in my hometown. There's Publix in Mississippi? No, I think there might be one in Memphis, which (sighs) is an hour away. I could be wrong, but like, I mean, the nearest Kroger is like 30 minutes away. That's insane it's, the nearest
0: bowling alley was 30 minutes away
1: yes it was i had a lot of fun bowling apparently it was the most pop in place it, though well i mean when there's nothing else to do you bowl <laughs> you bowl that's that's probably their tagline mm-hmm. <laughs> um blueberries is a very mississippi story you know like mississippi plays a yes. character in it in a way Did you feel like you could understand how to tell that story stronger now that you actually understand a part of Mississippi more? Absolutely. And definitely having you show us around and spending a lot of time with your family. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, I see it. I see the Mississippi story. I see the aspects of this film that are wholly Mississippi and the parts Mm. that I want to make sure really reflect the state and what it has to offer, because I know that's a huge part of your Mm -hmm. um, vision is to share the state of Mississippi Mm -hmm. um, because you are very connected to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I love that. I think it's so cool to highlight aspects of our own lives and aspects that a lot of people don't get to see. Because I think Mississippi is not a state a lot of people, especially not Sonatopia. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know how many uh, cameras get out
1: there. <laughs> I, well, so far, I think I've been the only one. <laughs> so not that many. I was about to, It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. is. And everybody is
0: so kind out there. Yeah, um, And I'm so excited to go back and to yeah. actually film Me too. with a huge crew because I can't wait to show the crew around.
1: I know. I know. It's
0: so I think with more people we're going to have a wild time. <laughs>
1: we absolutely are. We might
0: even like have more people than uh, there are locals. That's true. I don't know. That's true. We'll double the
1: population. We will. <laughs> for like 5 days. <laughs> so, the thing about blueberries is that we're filming it 9 hours away from Savannah. <laughs> so, it was an 18-hour drive. Yes, it was. Within a 72-hour weekend. <laughs> yes, it was. Which we got through. Slowly but surely we got through it. Oh, it was it was five of us in West's car. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. Is very And you sadly had to sit behind me and I'm 6'3. Yeah. My seat has to be far back. I felt really it's Okay. <laughs> I'm recovering. <laughs> yeah, still. I still have a bruise though. Yeah. <laughs> we'll strap you to the roof next time. On my chin. Oh, from the fu- <laughs> if you want to know the backstory of your chin bruise. Oh, do we need to? <laughs> Go to the Blueberries, Instagram or Facebook. We did a video like saying, hey, we're tech scouting and stuff. And I was recording it. I had no idea this happened (laughs) whenever we were filming. But you and the rest of the crew did this thing where it's like, I'm Paige, I'm Taylor. And then you jump out at the end and you said, Reese, and you fell. And I've watched the video so many times now. I feel like everybody enjoys that video much more than I did making (laughs) it. I think so. (laughs) Um, We suffer for our art, you know. They don't tell you Mississippi grass is not not a flat even surface. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We're a hilly place where I come from. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it gives I appreciate the sacrifice. <laughs> um <laughs> but so what challenges arise with having to I mean we're not building sets from scratch, you know, we're not building mm-hmm. flats and building a whole room and stuff, but what are some of those challenges that come with filming, you know, three states over? So when you're ever you're designing for a location that is not right around where you're working
0: It always comes with its own sort of complications, right? The great thankfully we actually got to scout the location. Yeah. I had to see all of the different places. Yeah, um, and fortunately It seems like there's a lot there already mm-hmm. Which is gonna make my life a whole lot easier where mm-hmm. I feel that Pretty much all I get to do is come and be a set decorator for a day, <laughs> which is gonna be Very very luxurious. Yeah. Um, But depending on the scale of the project, sometimes it might mean like having to organize like transportation or Mm -hmm. transportation of your props or set deck. Mm -hmm. Um, It definitely makes everything quite a bit more difficult, Yeah, which is why you often see like production designers choosing to work in studios Mm -hmm. or um, finding like locations that they can transform a lot easier Mm -hmm. because it really does come down to where you can spend the most time. And where you can like actually
1: be spending in the space, really making sure it looks up to par. Yeah. So, do you prefer like a blueberry situation where we're filming in an actual house that already exists, or having to build things from scratch?
0: I think it's always easier to have a location that's already there. Absolutely. Um, building things from scratch is great when you can, yeah. but it takes a lot more time and money to make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you have to be thinking about everything Mm -hmm. when you're working from scratch you don't already have like running like electricity or (laughs) water or yeah uh the things that you would just take for granted when you're working in a real location um which means you need to bring in an electrician Mm -hmm. and people who are comfortable working in construction right um it definitely increases your skill but it does give you the freedom of being able to choose absolutely everything right and that's a level that I aspire to get to one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very excited to when I get to design stuff floor to ceiling mm-hmm. and make it look the exact way I want to. Right. But for the time being, it's awesome kind of going and touring different parts of the nation, different mm-hmm. areas, and really kind of experiencing uh, the world through production
1: design. Right. And I think it's a, it's a very good skill to have to see, uh you know, like the kitchen we're filming in. That is already a kitchen and already has like a look of its own, but you can look at that and think, what can we change? Like you exactly. noticed, you were like, I don't like that microwave. I didn't even think about that microwave. Oh, that <laughs> microwave was ugly. <laughs> and that's, I mean, I'm so glad we got to do that, like got to go and, and you know, for you and Taylor and Paige to see it because I just, I didn't even know that <laughs> microwave was there, you know? Yeah. So like, that's why that's just as a small example of why mm-hmm. production designers are so important. Um, So what is like a film looking back that is, or a franchise or something that like was a huge inspiration to you that you just wish if you could change the clock and go back in time that you could work on?
0: I would love to go back and work on some of the early day MCU movies. Mm. I really- Why specifically the early ones? I think those films kind of suffer from a lack of like color and a lack of fun that we haven't really seen until like, some of the stuff that's been coming out more recently right um and there was a lot of complaints about that which is why i think it got fixed um right i think with the exception of like the first captain america movie mm-hmm. um where that world war ii kind of like design really influenced mm-hmm. like the film and really made it into something special there isn't like a lot there that really like holds on to yeah which is why like they, they should be better yeah i'm i love love comic books mm-hmm. i Read comic books. I try to read comic books like daily. Mm. Um, they're such like an important part of like my visual library, right? Because I love the colors and compositions mm-hmm. that I'm put into it. It hurts me that the first movies are just so boring. Yeah, they're
1: pretty bland. I'm I'm thinking back to the first Iron Man, I, I, and I don't like, remember. It's anything a great. The first Iron the Man is a design. great movie. Absolutely, it's absolutely well acted and yeah. well written. It's Just besides the iron man suit there isn't much there it's like i i feel like now marvel has a brand if if there wasn't a superman in it or (laughs) if there wasn't a superhero in the shot or whatever like a supervillain or whatever you could still look at it and be like oh i can tell that this Mm -hmm. is like guardians of the galaxy or something like Mm -hmm. that iron man you take an iron man and it's just like we're in Los Angeles and now we're in Iraq. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And they've slowly been kind of establishing their own world and their yeah. own visual library, which
0: like has been really, really great to see. Yeah. And something I'm not sure if we're ever going to see again in filmmaking. Right. Um, Such like consistency among film. Um, mm-hmm. I think Black Panther especially was where yeah. we really, really saw a change. Absolutely. Um, That is probably one of my most favorite like recent movies for its production design. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like blend of African culture with like the superhero world is so inspired
1: and so so cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the scene where the scene where they're fighting in the water and you just have mm-hmm. like the wall of people like standing up and watching yeah. them, so just like simply amazing. Um, the costume design in that movie yeah too is spot yeah. on.
0: I believe it's Ruth Carter who did the costumes mm-hmm. for that film. Ah, oh, she's amazing. Yeah.
1: So, um, is there is there like a an established director that you would love to be their production designer? Ooh, I mean, Guillermo del Toro always works in really really cool stuff, but mm-hmm. I feel like he's already got his own
0: look um, right. that's already been really established. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a lot of room to work there, um, but I would love to work like literally on any sort of like <laughs> crazy sci-fi project, crazy. Mm-hmm
1: fantasy, horror, throw anything like fun my way and I would right. love to do it. Right. Um. I just realized the Oscars are this weekend. Yes. Would you want to real quick look up whoever's nominated for production design? Yes, and, let's talk okay, about sweet. it. Okay, sweet. I just thought, I was like, oh yeah, that's happening Sunday. I am
0: very excited for the Oscars. We have Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Parasite.
1: Mm, okay. So what's your choice? My choice is for Parasite. Okay. I haven't seen that yet, but um, everyone, I mean, of course, everyone's been saying amazing it things. It has,
0: wow. Like, wow. <laughs> um, Lee Ha-Joon, who did the production design for it. Mm-hmm. You can find a lot of like the production design work online because mm-hmm. like she posted it. That's cool. It is amazing. They built everything in that movie. Wow. The entire house, the like backyard is all a set. Wow. Um, And like you can find like the schematics that they used to build it. It is like so incredible. And then the house that the family actually stays in was a set as well. Whoa. It's mind blowing how fully realized it is Mm -hmm. and how like well they did it. You haven't seen the movie, so I don't Mm -hmm. want to spoil it, (laughs) but they do so much in each of those locations Mm -hmm. um, that really transform the space and make them feel real. There's a sequence that goes on in the house that the main family um, is living in. It's Mm -hmm. not a very nice house, um, and something happens there where the space changes in a drastic way, Mm -hmm. and you don't really see it coming, and then all of a sudden they're in this situation where the house that you thought was where they lived is now going undergoing something that they have to deal with mm. and the way that all the stuff kind of moves in that space in that moment is incredible hmm. um do you think it will win oh i hope so i really do i could see 1917 upsetting it yeah in which case i would still be fine 1917 right. had phenomenal production design yeah um but it really should go to either one of those two. Yeah, yeah. Jojo Rabbit, also fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's as strong as the other two for production design. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, my vote is for Parasite. All sure. that's your Oscars hot take. That is my Oscars <laughs> hot take, and if <laughs> it goes to The Irishman, I would be very disappointed.
1: Oh yeah, another one I haven't seen. If here's my hot take: if anything goes to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if, I will be. If upset. anything
0: goes to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'll be very sad. Yeah. But that's,
1: that's our Oscars hot take.
0: They've been doing pretty good. Last year it did go to Black Panther.
1: Year that's before true. was Shape of Water. Right. Well-deserved wins. Right, right. For sure. Well, we will see this Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, so hopefully there's someone listening to this that wants to be a production designer and has maybe never worked on a theater production before or worked on a short film before. But just like you, watches movies and stuff and and pays attention to the production design and wants to be a production designer one day. What advice can you give to those people that are just starting out? Go on YouTube. There's so much to learn
0: online that's already there that if you want to learn how to do something, there's a tutorial out there. If you want to start making props, Mm -hmm. Google prop fabrication. There's going to be a million different people who are going to teach you ways to do it and you're going to develop your own sort of techniques which mm-hmm. you can use um start making stuff start building out sort of a portfolio of things that you like whether that be like renders sketches mm-hmm. uh, props um even like some small set designs are great mm-hmm. you can build little sets out of foam core and then take pictures of them and use them in your portfolio mm-hmm. um you don't necessarily have to get an education to do production design right I would say pretty much most careers in the heart in the arts you don't necessarily have to. Mm-hmm. However, it does help, especially if you want to get a higher level position. But there are so many jobs out there where you can be making costumes or set deck or working on something that you can just learn the trade for and then go straight to work and make a decent living out of it. There are so many different opportunities in production design. I promise you, there's going to be something for you.
1: What advice do you have to? Directors like myself who are trying to become better communicators with production designers Hang out with more production designers. Yeah. <laughs> We're cool people. I
0: agree. There isn't enough of us But the ones yeah. that are out there I have yet to meet a bad production designer Same all production designers are going to be incredibly hard-working people mm-hmm. Who really just want to deliver the best work they can yeah, because we know that in the end of the day. It's not our film yeah, per se it's going to be the director, writer, director, producer are going to be the ones who are often looked at for the success of a film. Mm-hmm. But if there's something we can deliver to make it special, we're going to try everything we can to. So it's so important just to make sure that you bring a production designer on board
1: mm-hmm. and
0: just start that open dialogue because they're going to help you. Yeah. They want to.
1: They really do. Yeah, absolutely. So. You'll be graduating in a couple of years. I don't know if you're thinking about you know, your plans after graduation and stuff, but what is the Reese Ketter dream for once you graduate?
0: Well, if it's not Halloween Horror Nights, <laughs> I would love to just start working, start making movies, mm-hmm. start. I would love to get on a television show for a little bit. Um, if it's something that I connect with, that'd be really, really cool to be a part of. Especially because that also includes job security for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but at some point, I'd love to be working in like either the blockbuster world mm-hmm. or not necessarily even in the awards world. Um, the only kind of area to want to work is sort of where that overlaps, mm. like something more akin to like The Shape of Water or mm-hmm. a film in that style, right? Um,
1: where I could really bring something unique to the genre. Gotcha. well, I have no doubt that you'll be able to reach that level, and I'd love to have you back on when you're a famous production designer winning an Oscar. ah, oh, let's do it. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Reese. This has been fun. Thank you. Last.